0: Hi, welcome, Tim Quinn, who is the celebrity makeup artist for Giorgio Armani.:
1: Thanks for my pajamas, by the way, I love them. And you look them so way. good in them. Woo, look at you. People came to deliver a piece of furniture, and they're like, "Oh my God, where are you going? I'm
0: like, oh my <laughs> God: <laughs> We first met at the Let Girls Learn Luncheon with Michelle Obama in Washington, DC. It's where you did my makeup and Karen's makeup. But then I remember Karen telling me. You studied economics in college and then became a makeup artist. So can you tell us how that transition happened?
1: I think that that was at a time, you know, a long time ago when, well, currently I think education is important, but um, my dad was a teacher and he wanted all his kids to have a liberal arts degree. And for me, which I think is interesting because when you work with the brain, like math and art kind of align. So. I wasn't so interested in art at that time, but I thought, well, I would love to be a great economist, which clearly never happened. Um, So I worked, actually, I put myself partly through college by working at Merlinch. And when I got out, you know, that was my first career, um, which I wasn't really so good at because at those are the days you had to like cold call clients and all this crazy stuff. And I left Connecticut, moved to Florida to be at the beach. So all I would do is look out the window at the beach and then like, when everybody else was working, I'd run out and go work on my tan. So I felt like that wasn't really the, the place for me. <laughs> Somehow I ended up through a, a long thing. I ended up going to Milan for the first time, probably in like uh, my mid twenties to model really. And then when I got there, it was really not for me. I didn't like it. And I met all these incredible artistic people, you know, makeup artists, uh, photographers. And thought, this is a world I didn't know. And then I kind of just kind of, started, you know, saying yes any, anytime somebody asked me I want to do it while I learn something. So the makeup part for me was kind of fascinating because it's kind of like creating a piece of art that went away. You know, it was just like temporary. So people couldn't really judge you long term. I think that's why
0: I liked it. Good point. <laughs> Not only are you a brilliant makeup artist, but you are on a number of incredible boards. If you could first start to talk about the Farrah Fawcett Foundation and what its mission is.
1: Sure, sure. So Farrah Fawcett uh, was a friend, of course, like an idol to me, you know, growing up. Um, But I became friendly with her mainly through our friend Alana Stewart. And now it's been, I think, Thera passed in 2009. So probably in 2006, um, she was diagnosed with cancer, um, which ultimately took her life, which was anal cancer. Um, And subsequently, I was diagnosed with cancer the same year so I had testicular cancer, she had anal cancer, it was kind of like a parallel story that we're going through. Um, And I learned a lot, Um, you know, I've been fortunate in my life to meet some incredible people. And I, you know, I learned a lot from Farah and Alana and and the power of friendship, actually, um, and the power that women have, specifically, when there's a crisis, and they were so supportive of me, of course, you know, my journey went in a, a much different direction, but during that time when she was sick from 2006 till 2009, she learned so much about, you know, what caused anal cancer. At the time they didn't know that, you know, the HPV virus was responsible. She started the foundation while she was actually living with the hope that, you know, the research and the things that she was funding were going to be part of, you know, she had this amazing documentary, The Ferris Story. You know, the outcome obviously ultimately was not ideal. Um, but since then, through the stewardship of Alana, the foundations uh, I think to the state given $1.7 million specifically to stand up to cancer, specifically to fund research for you know the HPV virus. And you know, there's a, a study going on right now at Dana Farber in Boston. Um, the mission really is to, you know, research on a cancer at the time that was really not talked about. And It was was really difficult, and especially for Farah, who was was known for her beauty and her hair and her graciousness, but she was so much more than that, Um, and the fact that her legacy lives on. And to this day now, you know, anal cancer, you know, thankfully has become, you know, something that's far more well-studied and known, but HPV, even with men now, throat cancer in men specifically, has surpassed cervical cancer in this country in the last year and all cause, you know, you know HPV has you know, like seven different cancers it can lead to throat cancer being one of them. So I think the research is important. Um, I love, you know, I love, you know, carrying on her legacy because to her, it was, it was important while she was living and certainly important while, while, you know, we carry it on for her.
0: Right, well, good on you. Would you talk a little bit about uh, the other organization that you are on the board of? It's called lookgoodfeelbetter.org. Tell us a bit about that. It's funny. I,
1: th- I mean, now that I go through my life, I feel like I had, um, I often talk about when, when I was sick. So I was out of commission for a year. And I went from living this life of being very active. I was you know, traveling all over the world. I had this you know, seemingly amazing career, blah, blah, blah. And I went into basically full stop because my treatment was really harsh. I was in the hospital in and out for a year. I had radiation, chemo, all this crazy, lost my hair. Um, and during that time, I kind of you know, saw for the first time how, and I was very fortunate that I didn't have to work during that time. I had great insurance and I had a company that supported me. Um, but I met so many people, I was treated in Mass General, that didn't have that luxury, that either had to go to work, um, perhaps couldn't get the treatment that they needed and couldn't afford um and i I started in the hospital actually doing what i could just to stay busy which was kind of like helping other people like i would take my little chemo thing and roll down the hall and i'd set up like a little makeup station in the sun so i could get my color um because men too men were like how come you're still looking you know what i thought i looked good but whatever um and then I, i came across this foundation this organization look good feel better through my my mentor and boss um, at the L'Oreal, uh, L'Oreal for Armani um, and what they do is they really work with it now it's becoming more important because everything's virtual but you know then we would go and have these classes and teach women and, and men but it was mainly women um, how to you know do, do their hair their makeup while they're going through treatments It was all supported by the cosmetics industry so they would leave with you know a little bag of treats that we would teach them how to use because most of those people were still having to work and go about their daily life. And I know firsthand what it's like when somebody looks at you, you know, it it was only several years later when I was the dream boy for the American Cancer that my sister gave them photos of what I looked like going through treatment because I would go to lunch every Thursday. I didn't care what was going on, we'd go out. And now I look back, I'm like, I can't believe you let me out of the house, you know, but Those little things you can do to kind of make you still feel like yourself while you're, you know, trying to go to work, support your family, you know, keep them emotionally stable. Because a lot of the the people I worked with and a lot of the women I work with, you know, have young children. And, you know, it's hard enough to keep your own head straight, but to kind of put on that brave face for those. I think it's an incredible organization. Um, It's free, it's access all across the country to any cancer center, really. Um, here in Boca, you know, I've been doing some virtual stuff for them because, of course, you can't be in person right now.
0: And then there's the organization Peace Love Solve. And you founded this in memory of your brother. Is that right?
1: Yeah. I had um, my brother, Michael. Uh, he passed uh, five years ago. Um, very young. He's 38. Um, but he was very involved with a family friend whose son was autistic. Um, and Marla and Steve Garczyk, um, their son Jack, they were very fortunate in d c at the time when he was born to be able to afford the early intervention. They were able to have the best you know care for jack and then Michael got involved when Jack was quite young because my brother was a big athlete, so he would take him to all his games because you know Jack and the spectrum is so wide, you know he was affected um, in a way that made him almost so endearing that he would get bullied and Michael my brother was a big guy so he would go with him everywhere and kind of like Jack referred to as the second dad and he became very involved in helping with the foundation. Marlin and Steve um, co-chaired uh, Autism Speaks which um, Bob and Suzanne Wright founded when their grandson was diagnosed with autism. Um, when Michael passed Jack took it very very difficult Um, so I kind of stepped in because Michael and I were terribly close. And in that I found this whole other world because I was always so busy. I didn't, you know, I was busy in my cancer world. I didn't know, you know, what this was because I only knew Jack. And then when I would go to all these rallies and got much more involved with, with Marla and the Peace Love Solve, which is really a clothing company for a cause, Mm um, we'd go to these incredible rallies and you'd meet the families who were really severely affected by autism. Um, who couldn't afford, you know, again, you know, the education, they couldn't have the resources um, to help their children get to, you know, a place where they could function. Um, You know, Jack now has had, his now 16, he had his, 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 like, the most incredible child, still sweet and endearing. And even for his, uh, I always get confused with bat mitzvah, bat mitzvah for for the boy, Uh, for his, you know, gifting, which is typically money, he donated it all to Autism Speaks. Like It's just you know, it's an incredible son. Um, I've become really close with Marla, but we've kind of taken that business model now with Peace of self, which we do like mostly t-shirts. Um, we did one in honor of Michael because Michael loved the blue heron, so the footprint became the peace sign. Um, and now we've done support, like we've done things to support the Farrah Foundation, various um, food banks throughout South Florida mainly, um, but when people reach out to us, you know, via Instagram or whatever, you know, we come up with something to do to support their organization. And really, it's, it's really, we don't make money off. It's really just the joy of, you know, being able to do something that gets back, honor, you know, for me, honoring Michael, but also helping in a world that's um, not always easy for, me, for parents, you know?
0: Right. Okay. My final question for you is, what keeps you up at night?
1: worrying, even though I try not to, about what would happen if I weren't able to care, you know? And I think that you know, such a big part of my life is giving back that I think to the future of like, what if I can't do that anymore? You know, that um, I can do it on always some level. And then a small part is always like, well, who's gonna do it for me? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But I feel like there's, the, there's karma, you know, I feel like, uh, I've always been big since I was a kid on investing in the karma bank.
0: Absolutely, so. let's continue that. Anyway, you look great, you are very tan, <laughs> you look great in our PJs, and I do think Mr. Armani would look incredible in our pinstripe men's pajamas, what do you think?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'll, I'll send Karen the address.
0: For sure, anyway Tim, thank you so much for being here and chatting with us, good to see you. Stay safe, big hugs, thank you. You as well. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Pour la femme. For the women.